Good evening, West Melbourne, Real Minute Genius. This is the championship formula. Coming to you live from West Melbourne with your host, bearded for her pleasure, Mike Plymel. To my left, we have Cajun Raider, Mr. Mike Wielden. Feeling good, feeling good. Yeah. Sitting across from me, we got Josh Kinney. The casual checking in. Thank you very much. And to my right, we have Vinny. Don't call him Vincenzo Gonzalez. <laughs> Let's go. All Playoffs, right. baby. Yeah, Mr. Nation. All right, tonight's going to be a special episode dedicated to the playoff teams of the Real Men of Genius. Um, we did get a couple requests after our last episode. Uh, we know we got a funky scoring format, and a uh, few people asked, where the hell did that come from? So we're going to give a quick explanation, and I can do that in just a second. So about 26 years ago at a Publix located on Babcock and Palm Bay Road, eight lonely and sad stock clerks decided to get together and form a fantasy football league. And that eight-man roster still holds today. Those eight guys tried to do something slightly different, and that was a point per reception, which was kind of new back then at that time. And uh, it just kind of grew from there. It stayed that way for about five years. Uh, that's about when I joined the group. Um, I started helping out with the commissioner duties, stuff like that. And about three or four years later, we realized that the quarterbacks were dominating and that there was a shift in how the running backs were utilized. There was only a few bell cow backs. The league was already going. This was 20 years ago. The league was already going to a little more third down backs, scat backs, and it was making those bell cow backs almost completely like unicorn style. There was only a handful of them. So we switched to two points PPR because we wanted everyone to have equal value. About 10 years later, again, the league keeps shifting. We were looking for inventive ways to keep every position level with each other. So we went crazy. We did three points per reception, and we completely ratified the defensive player position to where players like J.J. Watt were averaging 35 points a game. They could keep up with most of your number two running backs, most of your number two receivers, most of your number two quarterbacks, in case a team wanted to go heavy IDP. Uh, we realized very quickly that people absolutely hated that and hated us for doing it, and we went back to kind of a compromise to where IDPs, your linebackers, are averaging somewhere in that 13 to 15 points, your top ones. Uh, now your top wide receivers in the upper 30s pushing 40, and that is the point system that we have probably used for the last five to eight years so this league is a 40 team league currently eight team rosters everyone should come out of the draft fairly stacked as long as they did any kind of homework or we do have a few special people that come with a magazine <laughs> or maybe a piece of paper uh, with a handwritten note from their mom saying please draft a quarterback in the third round and here we have today's league as it stands 40 teams 200 hour entry fee and uh 15 people make the roster so that is what we are looking at today and after saying that we now have 15 people in the playoff one team got the bye that's going to be team laporte he is sitting back watching tv all weekend relaxing and happy 
that he does not have to play any of these beasts come week one. So that's going to be it for how we got into the league. And we are going to start with our first matchup. Matchup with Team Knopfel versus Team Mel. Number two versus number 15. And we're going to start off with Knopfel. And uh, anything standing out to you, Mr. Nation? I feel bad for Zach, Team Knopfel. Um, and when I say feel bad, he's just in a tight position here. Unfortunately, his wide receiver room is going to take a huge hit. He has Terry McLaurin on by. Michael Pittman, even though he's been kind of up and down with Matt Ryan in the lineup, he's got a lot of volume. Unfortunately, Terry McLaurin and Michael Pittman are going to take a seat, and he's going to have to start unless he picks up someone better. Looks like Josh Palmer and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Josh Palmer has been good, don't get me wrong, but he's one healthy Mike Williams away from not being a great start. We'll have to see how that goes. If Mike Williams sits, Josh Palmer is a great start. Donovan Peoples-Jones is not. Last week, to my circle of bust, I said, do not start Deshaun Watson. I still feel that way. I don't like his outlook, and I don't like his receiver's outlook. This team, unfortunately, as good as it was to get here and be one of the top seeds, is going to run into a monster. I mean, on the other side, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins. He's good at quarterback with Derek Carr, and he, unfortunately, Deshaun Watson is not great. He lost Lamar Jackson. I'd probably rush to pick up. Huntley. Huntley. Absolutely. Got to do it. But he's running into a monster. Yeah, do you see anything? Like, I'm looking now, Pollard, uh, he's got him in. Uh, I do realize over the last four weeks, Pollard and Elliott in standard format have been top seven running backs, each of them, which is almost unheard of. But in genius, you really need the catches. Uh, Pollard is getting those. But is he going to be the better start over DeAndre Swift, who looks like he's finally healthy and finally about to bring some juice to that game with Detroit that looks like everyone's getting healthy at the exact right time? DJ Chark, Jamison Williams, Amon Ra, everyone coming out for Detroit. Do you see Swift as a potential viable candidate to take over for Pollard? It's close. Um, You know, Pollard has a great matchup against the Texans. We know he's splitting work with Zeke, but I, I don't know if people realize that Pollard started the game last week. Jerry Jones came out and said something about Zeke being disciplined because of a cell phone that went off at a meeting. I don't know. I think they're starting to see the truth, and the truth is Pollard has more juice. He's more explosive. Every time he touches the ball, he's a threat to go to the house. Every time Zeke touches the ball, I feel like he's just plotting. But if I was Zach, I'm going to have to ask myself, what has the most upside? And I think it's Pollard. I like what Swift did last week. I also think Swift is very close to being injured again because he always is. I he don't is. think I'm going to put my playoff life in a guy that didn't get me there. Okay. I think I think Tony Pollard is the start. All right. So we get over to Team Mel. Um, Cash, what are we thinking over there at the running back spot? Running back spot. Are you uh, good with Damian Pierce as his number two? Um, we've already heard Lamar Jackson. He's going to be out. Uh, I know they said day-to-day slash week-to-week slash not month-to-month. Huntley could be viable against a horrible Steelers team, and the Bengals are fairly strong on D. Watson could have a tough day, so he'll have to make that decision. But at Damian Pierce is the first one that I'm spotting. How are you feeling about that? He he doesn't really have very many options, though. You look at he's got Najee going against the Ravens, and then he also has Latavius Murray against the Chiefs. So... Damian Pierce against the Cowboys, none of those are good matchups. They're not. Um, he could just drop all three names in a hat, and then he could, you know, not feel bad about who he actually started because 
That's a crapshoot right there. Okay. I mean, but going back the other way, he has a huge advantage. Wide, wide receiver. receiver. Yeah, it's so Incredible. Big. I don't know how we got all three, three of those guys. I mean, even um, Diggs on the other side is going against the Jets, and the Jets are beasts against receivers. And then you have a big step down with Palmer and Peoples-Jones. So I don't think that Mel um, is really going to get hit too hard when it comes to the running back spot. He's just stuck with a bunch of bad matchups. Yeah. All right, so Mr. Raider, I'm looking at Dalton Schultz versus the Texans, and we got Greg Dulcich in a juicy matchup versus the Chiefs. They are projected almost the exact same points. Which way are you leaning? I'm going Schultz, man. Okay. Yeah, tried and true. Tried and true. Yep. Uh, we going to get a vote on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to go the other way. Here's why. I'll make it brief. I know we got to get to the next game. They're playing the Texans. The Cowboys are. They're not going to need to throw very much. Let's be honest. 178 out of out of Dak last week, and they still put up 55. Yeah. And then you got uh, Dulcich on the other side going against the Chiefs. They're going to have to throw the ball if they even want to stay in the game. I'm going to take the volume there with Dulcich. Anyone know what his target share was last week, Greg Dulcich? 60-something percent. It was 30, or, 30% is what Greg Dulcich oh, had okay, last week you. out of the – Yep. That's a huge – I mean, I know I know we're splitting hairs here, but let's be honest. This is it. You lose, you're right. out. One man – two men enter, That's the point. one man leaves. That's the point. So, so you got to play this different. Uh, looking at this, uh, for me, it, it's a no-brainer. Team Mel is going to win this matchup unless something catastrophic happens here. But and when you're in that situation, when you're favored, you don't get cute. I love Greg Dulcich, too, and if I needed a high upside play, it's Greg Dulcich. For sure. But I know that Dalton Schultz has a great relationship with Dak, and I also know that what what, what Casual said over here, they're not going to need him. They're not going to need C.D. Lamb. They should be able to run over the Texans pretty yep. easily. And when the game gets out of hand, they're not going to be throwing it a ton to Dalton Schultz. If there is some sort of Christmas miracle and Houston goes up two touchdowns early, sure. But I wouldn't bank on that, per se, and I wouldn't get cute. I love Dulcich. I'm starting him in a lot of different leagues. Yeah. Just not here. Don't okay. get cute. No, fair enough. Uh, one last note, uh, Mr. Zach, please take out Cleveland Browns defense against the Bengals. They're projected for less than 10. Uh, the Broncos playing the Chiefs, also not a great matchup. See what's out there on the waiver wire. Do yourself a favor. You need all the help you can get. Hey, I'm rooting for Zach, man. Zach's my I love boy. Zach, man. He's, he's okay. an incredible fantasy football player. So right. I'm rooting for yeah. you, Zach. He, Go th- get him, baby. This league is in a tough spot with week 14s. We discussed it. Unfortunately, you play the playoffs on a week where there's buys. Yep. I will say this, and this goes for everybody. Um, team Mel and Team Connectville, Zach, they're not in the same division. Both of these guys, especially Team Mel, should be running to the waiver wire, specifically at running back. Zonovan Knight might be out there. I would rather start Zonovan Knight than Damien. Oh, Was that yeah. the Drake London that you were mentioning right. last yeah. week? Yeah, forgetting his name. But uh, yeah, I mean, bam. That's his. That's hey, his. Yep. Would you Would you rather have him or Pierce? You know, that's gotcha. why. That's a question. Great question. All right, that brings us up to our next matchup. We got number three Footsteps Falco Falco <laughs> versus number fourteen Team Fish. All right, so we're going to start off with Falco. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray seem to be the obvious choices. Um, nothing wrong with Connor and Wilson when the rest of your running backs are on a bye week. Yeah, uh, go down to all his uh, backups. Bye, 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 bye. Yep. I mean, it's pretty bad. Yeah, unfortunately for uh, Vince, Mr. Falco, that is going to be pretty much his lineup. There's not much he can swap out. 
Um, that is going to be what it is. He does have the Patriots in a great matchup with the Cardinals. They are uh, sticking with Sam Darnold. We did forget to mention that at the beginning. Uh, huge breaking news earlier today. Uh, Baker Mayfield picked up by the Rams. So, Wow. Yeah, no, Jalen wow. Ramsey and Bobby Wagner apparently threw a party for him, so uh, they're all very excited about Baker being there. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so over on the Team Fish side, we've got he's still got Lamar Jackson in there, but that's okay. Uh, he's got a real viable option down there with the aforementioned Sam Darnold, and he's also got Jimmy G nursing a boo-boo on his big toe. So it looks like he is going to have to go to the waiver wire. He's probably just waiting for uh, the doubtful or out designation on Mr. Lamar. Um, At running back, he does have a couple viable options, but really, is anyone even debating benching Saquon or CMC? I can't imagine. Okay. Absolutely not. I mean, Barkley's going to go up against a very, very tough equals D, but you can't bench him here. He got you here. Correct. Team Team Fish is, I think, the only other team that has this combination of Barkley and McCaffrey. I, I was the other one. I really wanted to get in and see what I could do with this lineup. The problem here for Team Fish is, as close as this matchup is, it's going to come down to a player or two. And Lamar not being in this lineup, man, uh, if he doesn't pick up Huntley and start him with Geno, I would not want to roll out Sam Darnold. I do not want my playoff hopes to ride on Sam Darnold. I'd I don't rather even go think it's going to matter about that. Like, I mean, if you look yeah, at the wide, wide receivers, receivers, I mean, yeah. he's going to win running away. Like, he's got a yeah. he's got a room full of a number two and then a handful like. At number threes and fours, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Boyd, Zay Jones, Juju, pick your poison. One of them or two of them or all of them are going to suck or one or two or all of them are going to do decent. So it's a tough one. You really are. I mean, you're, you're the only problem he has draws. is like, yeah, I mean, that can be a problem whenever you've got several great players at a position right. and you're stuck trying to pick out which one is the best one. You know okay. I mean? Well, I don't he, even know but, if he has a uh, receiver that's on his roster that cracks the top three on Falco's side. Man, you know, that's right. shit. Oh, yeah. Falco's in my division. And three weeks ago, four weeks ago, before I made this run to try to get in, I went to him. I said, hey. I will give you Saquon Barkley, but I want a wide receiver one. And at the time, Barkley was number two overall. He wanted to give me Metcalf. I turned it down. I did not want Metcalf. I wanted JJ or Tyreek. I wonder, because that wide receiver room is so strong. DK has your third. No one said DK was going to have a good year. DK fell in drafts all over the place. Of course. No one went in saying, I'm drafting DK because I want him. Yeah, not with Geno. Right. Would he have done well? to trade one of those receivers, not necessarily to me, but to someone else to get a true RB1. Because, like you said, his receiver room is great, but Team Fish's running back room kills his running back room. Yeah. And Team Fish kills him at tight end. Anyone who has Kelsey kills. So while you say, oh, this is going to be a blowout, not so fast. Footsteps is only averaging, I think, 305 points against per week, meaning when people played him, they didn't score much on this guy. Yeah. Team, Team Fish is going to score. Don't get me wrong. The matchups are great at, at wide receiver. They're projected basically dead even. I need even. to see that. You're right. Yep. Half I'm a point upset. difference. I'm calling upset. I, I like Fish to win this. Okay. The wide receiver room is terrible. And and Footsteps, is if he wins, is going to be on the strength of the wide receivers. Okay. I'm sure Justin Jefferson is going to go nuclear. I'm sure Tyreek Hill is going to have a game. I'm actually on your side. I do think Fish pulls we'll this out. Um, I do think it's going to be on the strength of the running backs. Geno Smith. Um Travis Kelsey, my man crush. Remember, if DK goes off, so does Geno Smith. Casual, what's your pick for this one? And would you switch out any of those wide receivers? Are you good with Deontay? I'd love to make a case I for would, Juju, yeah. but against Denver, um, Boyd, I know, could have a slight bump with Hayden Hurst out. But um, 
I just I don't know that I see it being enough to overcome DJ Moore. If anyone wants to go back, DJ Moore was having a quietly good season last year with Sam Darnold yeah. and CMC. So I'm I, okay with DJ Moore there. Okay. Listen, there's one change he needs to make, and if it's me and I'm putting my playoff life on the line, DeAndre Johnson goes right to the bench and you put in Zay Jones and you don't look back coming off a terrible Ooh. week. The Titans are the 31st ranked pass defense. They are terrible. And I'm not saying Zay Jones is A.J. Brown, but they can't stop a nosebleed in the secondary. They are susceptible to get beat with the pass. I like okay. Zay Jones to get at least six receptions here. All right, and so, he, go so ahead, go you're ahead. saying that uh, – I just want to make sure I have this clarified right. – that we are going to pull a Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne reincarnate right. with two Jacksonville receivers in his starting lineup. Right. Listen, who 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 is really favored in real life here? Footsteps Falco is the guy that has the record. He Correct. won 11 games. Right, eleven and two. I think he is. Yeah, eleven, 11 and two. And two yeah. Eleven right. and two. Team Fish barely got in as a wild card. Okay, yes. Falco is supposed to win. This Falco is very close. This. You got to do something. I love his wide receiver room. I really, I love it. It's exceptional. The running back room is terrible. He's probably not going to get much out of that. Yep. I, I think you make the move to Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. Roll them out against the Titans. Okay. And get ready for some fireworks. All right. I hope he's listening. Yeah, I think Falco takes it. Look at, I mean, you're going to have Jeffrey Wilson's going to have a bounce back game against the Chargers. You know that. I'm with you. I'm with Falco as well. Yeah, footsteps is going to take it. Evenly divided here on the championship formula as we move into our next lineup, and that is going to be Giant Blunts versus SS Lance. Old single story. Um, As per the usual, he has not set his lineup. Doubtful to put in any pickups whatsoever. And uh, he's probably not going to listen to any advice at all. So we're going to make this one quick. Um, Giant Blunts has been a beast the second half of the season, putting up a ton of points. Um, it does seem like he's got some fairly easy decisions to make. His wide receiver room is strong. Uh, Tom Brady, um, he well, he is a quarterback. And Geno Smith is there with him. He, he does seem to have, at least on paper, his best lineup set. Um, I guess an argument could be made for Debo, but I'm not sure who you would sit uh, in order to get him into the lineup. Uh, 49ers defense really coming through for him here as of late and Nick Bosa. Um, Anyone seeing something on SS Lance? We are going to have to go Mm -hmm. down the lineup to see. Mr. Nation, what do you see over there that is glaring? (laughs) Well, the IR spot on Eddie Jackson. We got to get him out of there, put him on IR. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, put him on IR. Get from fresh blood into your roster. That's step one. Yep. But step two is let's make some decisions. Adam Thielen to the bench. Yep. Take the plunge on Mike Williams if he comes back. If not, why man, is Marvin Jones on anyone's team at this I have, point? I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, oh god. Mike, it, he's not even the best Jones wide receiver in Jacksonville, and he's still <laughs> he's still floundering down there with 18.2 right. points a week. I'm like. Uh, I'm, I'm just not sure what to say to him. Yeah. I mean, what are the projections on these guys? It's well, bad. Uh, Giant Blunt's projected to win by 46. Yeah. Should, right. should not even be close. Yeah, no. exactly. I got Blunt's winning this. However, I, I want to be, be Lance right here, right? So these yeah. are the moves I make. I'm going to roll out Justin Herbert and Tua. That's fine. You're going to roll out Chubb and Cook. That's great. At the receiver position, you're going to roll out Devontae Adams, and then you're going to stop. You're going to run to your waiver wire. You're going to yep. see what's available right away. Exactly. You cannot put your hopes on Adam Thielen even if he plays the Lions. George Kittle... You need to reassess it. It's really hard to do this. Hunter Henry is going against Arizona. I'm calling it right now. Hunter Henry is going to have a big game. They are 31st against the tight end. They are terrible against the tight end. This is an opportunity for you to say, you know what, I'm going to have some balls here. I'm going to try to win this matchup. Playing it safe with George Kittle isn't going to get it done. I don't see George Kittle going off against Tampa Bay. 
he's still at a disadvantage. He's probably going to lose. But correct. Without if you know that, if you go in knowing that, you know, the only one thing you can do. You got to find ways to close the gap. Yes. Swing for Take the a risk. Yep. And, Absolutely. And, and it starts with the IR spots, Mike. I mean, come on. Yeah, he could greatly increase his chances just by making a few swap outs. Um, Lance, you shouldn't be in the playoffs doing that. <laughs> no, no, he I really shouldn't be. I yeah. Call me. I'll talk to you about it. Yeah, we'll go over it with you. But you got about uh, seven or eight hours before those waiver wires process. All righty, guys, we're going to take our first commercial break. Uh, just a reminder, we're brought, you, brought to you tonight by Mr. Delicious Pizza, uh, giving you the famous Euro pizza up there in Vieira, right off 95 and Vieira Boulevard. Go in, stop, high, stop in and say hi to Mr. Acosta, Mike, um, former manager at the Vieira Pizza. Always happy to see everyone. Uh, don't forget that he's got the new food truck. Perfect for your corporate events, kids' birthday parties, anything that you could use a food truck for. He's there for you. If you go in and tell them that you heard about them on the Championship Formula podcast, you will receive a 10% discount off of your order. All right, be right back. Nice. And we're back. The Championship Formula coming to you live from West Melbourne. We are continuing the playoff episode. And we are on to the number five spot with TaylorMade versus number 11, Show Me the Money coming out of the west division and uh it's almost a little disappointing to see taylor made in there because some of the uh, decisions on a weekly basis have been uh head scratching at best as you can see aaron jones and ramondre stevenson were in the lineup while the incredible stupendous amazing joshua jacobs sitting on his bench how did that even happen um i think he went with the old uh pull out of a hat and then just said oh damn it i gotta start aaron jones this week because uh there is absolutely no reason for that whatsoever um so i'm not even really sure where to start uh tyler conklin and at tight end or he could start dallas godert Vinny, what what are your thoughts on that one <laughs> move him to ir yeah uh, exactly else. yeah him and lance should get together maybe talk about it tonight and determine what the hell they're gonna do Oh. It looks like he used like a 2020 draft sheet. Like these were guys that were supposed to be. He has some talent on here. His yeah. wide receivers are legit. His running backs are solid. Uh, two is obviously very good. Russ was supposed to be good. Um, Who are you starting? Russ Wilson or Deshaun Watson? And it's a real question. Uh, for me, I go Russ. I don't trust Watson against a good defense. Uh, Deshaun looked horrible. But that's just me. I do realize that Russ actually I don't know if anyone else caught this he was his most efficient game was last week out That's of the right. entire yeah uh, he also Broncos only country. scored nine points and his team's average points per game went down in his most efficient game so uh, he continues to suck uh, I know it's hard but against the Chiefs the Chiefs literally encourage people to score against them they're giving up 68 percent completion rate they have one of the worst touchdown ratios in the league. They've only given up 24 touchdowns. Hey, tied for tied for worst. And they've only gotten four interceptions. So really, truly, if, if Russ was ever even going to have an okay game. This is it? This is it? Might I don't know not, what else he's waiting for. Might not have sudden. It could be the Jerry Judy and Greg Dulcich show. They have a 45-year-old running back, Latavius Murray. 
Yep. I, I get it. The matchup looks good. And I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to play much better. This is tough. I mean, this is a coin flip. Yeah, um, I agree. Both, both the Bengals and the Chiefs are both going to score a lot of points. So Cleveland or Denver, in order to stay in the game, is going to have to score points as well. Who's going to do it? I have no idea. This would be a tough one for me. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think that's besides uh, the main point we need to focus on is get Aaron Jones out of there. Put Josh Jacobs up there. Uh, it does suck that he has jo- Jonathan Taylor on a bye, but most of his best players are in, but he just needs to do a little tweaking. Check that waiver wire. Uh, Taylor made. You can definitely make some improvements. Don't wait. Uh, as far as show me the money, Geno Smith obviously has done great all season. Tom Brady, he's got the name. That's it. Bad matchup here against the 49ers. Horrible I don't like matchup. it at all. I can't yeah, get over how bad Brady has looked like the last few games. It's amazing. He's overthrowing his players, and then he's getting mad at them like it's their fault. I watched a lot of that game last night. He actually had a couple. Every snap. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I know Vinny watched every snap, but I did not. I, I But some of the throws that I did watch, he's he's not missing by. Like that one to Julio Jones, He it was a 100-foot throw. He overthrew him by one foot. I'm sorry. You, you missed it by 1%. It was a great throw. But you're talking about game a guy that can. Yeah. But you're talking about a guy that can literally throw a football into a throwing machine like four times in a row that's like 30 yards away where it spits it right back at him. Cajun hates Tom Brady. He's a Raiders fan. <laughs> Anyways, I'll, I'll do the talking on Tom Brady. It was a fumble, Vinny. It was a fumble. Uh, yeah, I know. 20 are you, years later, are you you're starting still... Brady over no, no, Carr? I, listen, I'll be the first one to tell you, you cannot start him against the Niners. In fact, you shouldn't start any quarterback against the Niners. That's just stupid. Yeah. But... Listen, Tom is dealing with a lot more than an occasional accuracy issue. He threw some darts in that game to bring him back on two touchdown drives. The throw to Julio on the left hash, money. The one to Scotty Miller in the seam, money. The one to Chris Godwin in the end zone, money. They called it back on a holding call, and that's the problem. They have five offensive linemen. Only one of them was a starter last year. Three got injured, one left to the Bengals, and one retired. Right. They've had guys in and out of the lineup. For the first six weeks, Godwin wasn't right. He's just now starting to look right. On the defensive side of the ball, both cornerbacks have been in and out of the lineup. Antoine Winfield didn't even play last night. The other safety, the strong safety, in and out of the lineup. This is not a Tom Brady problem. Even the analysts that know much more about this have seen him, have said, hey, he is a Tom Brady of old. It's just around him things are different. This is not the Tampa Bay of old. No Shaq Barrett. Yep. These are real issues. Yep. But for fantasy-wise, you can't start him. Can't nope. do it. Not Agreed. Right now. This game's is... a toss-up, in my opinion. Derek Carr, man. Derek Carr. I'm putting Derek Carr in for Tom Brady. Um, I'm actually going to take Taylor Made just because he's been doing it all season. He apparently has a horseshoe up his ass. I mean, if I have to pick this game, preliminarily just looking at it, as long as Josh Jacobs goes in the lineup for Aaron Jones, it's close. I don't know. This is close. But because the quarterback, God. Final answer, go. Taylor made. Taylor made. Taylor I made. Like Show it. me the money. That's where I'm putting my flag. All right, Lone Wolf over there. All right, so our next matchup, number six. Oh, 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 what do we have here? We are looking at a matchup with just the tip, Mr. Matt Nicious. And uh, Saquon's not allowed to speak at this moment because th- it wouldn't be fair. Um, he still has Brian Robinson, who's on a buy in his lineup. He is superstitious about changing out his players. Just a little stitious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Mahomes and Pickett, uh, Pickett over Russell Wilson. 
Anyone want to take a uh, stab? Absolutely. At? Yeah, pick okay. it. Okay, definitely. Vinny, are you Pickett over Wilson? No, I'm going to bench Pickett. I'm going to roll the dice with Russell Wilson. Same. Saquon knows that he is at a disadvantage this week. It's it's blaring. Yeah. I'm not going to put my fantasy life in the hand of a guy that has yet to throw two touchdowns in one game. Mind you, Russell Wilson hasn't done much this year either, but he has a pedigree. I'm going to throw in Russell on the strength of the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points, and Russ has to figure out a way to score some too. I don't think you're going to get a huge game out of either guy. But I believe that if I had to pick one of these guys to have a game, I like Russ against Kansas City versus Pickett against that that Ravens. Let team. me just let me mention that Pickett has scored in in regular fantasy formats, um, twelve plus fantasy points in three of the last four games, and he's going up against a Baltimore defense, the secondary that isn't really that great. Yeah, just to throw it out there, the uh, the over under on this game is thirty seven points, and I hate to break it to everyone here and everyone listening, but Vegas is smarter than we are. If they are expecting thirty seven points, we should expect about thirty seven points or less. Um, they are expecting a dink and dunk, not a lot of points on the board. Um, Pickens is too good to be this bad, but uh, he said to hell with that. I'm going to be this bad, and again, another horrible game out of him. Uh, also, something that probably not everyone knows, last year when Huntley was in, they, the Baltimore Ravens actually averaged an extra minute and a half on time of possession. So Baltimore did not do a bad job with Huntley in and Jackson out. And good news for Andrews' owners, because when this situation happened last year, Andrews actually went up in production. That is correct. It was incredible. I think it was like a 50% increase in production with Mark Andrews. And here's a fun stat for you. Since week seven, Mark's, Mark Andrews has less points in standard format than Kyle Pitts. Wow. Yeah, that's bad. So um, that's what we have on Saquon. And for just a tip, he's got Trevor Lawrence in and Kyler Murray. Those are a must. He has no option. His other two guys are on a bye week. Down on his bench, he's got Rashad White and Ken Walker on the bench. And these are close calls. He's got James Conner and DeAndre Swift. Josh, you're playing him. Who are you hoping that he starts? Oh, I had my mic turned off. I wasn't sure I was going to jump in here. Okay. Go ahead and ask me again. Okay. He's got James Conner and DeAndre Swift in the starting lineup. He's got Ken Walker and Rashad White on the bench. Are you okay with that? Go ahead and throw in Rashad White for me, Matt, because they're playing the 49ers. I would love to see that. Okay. And um, Ken Walker's running around on one ankle, so um, you can throw him in there too. Okay, so he agrees that you have made the right starts. Uh, at wide receiver, it looks like his wide receiver room is coming together nicely with Absolutely. Garrett Wilson pairing with Mike White, A.J. Brown starting to warm up. This guy has the most incredible six wide receivers you can have. Right. I actually used to think it was Saquon these nuts until I looked over to this side. This is even better. A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Pittman, and Christian Watson, that wow. is incredible. Yes. I can make a case to start any of those three any week, and it, you can just play matchups. It's, it's incredible. Yep. I, I do want to go back to the running backs, though, and I'll say this. Whatever Matt decides to do, you should leave your second running back spot open until the very, very last minute on game day, and whatever Nisha decides to do, you block it. If he wants to start James Conner, you start James Conner. Wants to start Rashad White, you start Rashad White. Don't let him have any sort of advantage there. Just wash it out. Wash out. You already know you're coming in at, at a disadvantage. 
you know, it does. It, it is very. It, it's unfortunate Terry McLaurin is missing because if you had Terry McLaurin, your three wide receivers are something to be reckoned with right there. In this spot, you're probably going to have to throw in an upside play like Gabriel Davis and hope he has one of those blow up weeks. That's the kind of thing you're going to need here. Um, but I would block whatever Nisha's does there. I just block it. Blimey, shaking his head no. I mean, uh, normally I would absolutely agree with Vinny. Uh, that Rashad White play against the 49ers with Fournette still a little healthy, that one would scare me. To me, I would take advantage. If he actually started with Rashad White, I would probably swap him out for one of your any better players. Right. It would be James Conner for you. For and, sure. And here's the issue with James Conner. The one thing my Patriots do good is stop the run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know how much advantage you're going to have. I, I'll say this. Rashad White, he's going to get some catches at the end of the game when the 49ers are up three touchdowns on the Buccaneers. And when that happens, the, Buc- the, the Niners are going to play soft, and they're going to see Tom Brady do what Tom Brady does. Cut you a thousand million times, dink and dunk, until I get a touchdown that doesn't matter and I still lose a game. Right. Yeah. So if he doesn't block Rashad White, we're going to come back to this and we're going to be like, oh, God. Yeah. All right, so here we are. Moving on to the next game. We got number seven versus number ten. Can I turn my mic back on? You are allowed to talk hey. again. Okay. Hey, everybody, welcome back, Casual Josh. <laughs> so we got no talent, ass clowns versus Zach Wilson, the Cougar Hunter. Um, anyone want to take a stab at no talent and tell us what what do you think? He's in my division. I love Brian Becker's team. To me, this is a team that can win the whole thing. I know Falco won the division. And he, 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 he obviously accumulated a lot of wins. I finished third in that division right behind Becker. I'll be the first to tell you the best team in my division is Becker. It wasn't me, and I don't think it's Falco. I'm really confident in this team. With a healthy Justin Fields, most weeks he'll be able to start Burrow and Fields. This week, he's not going to have a huge drop-off. He gets golf at the Vikings. Are you kidding me? That game's going to be fireworks. Derrick Henry is going to come on, has a great playoff schedule, and it starts this week. DeAndre Swift, uh, you know, I always worry about DeAndre Swift. If he had Kenneth Walker the third, he'd probably be starting Kenneth Walker the third, but he's probably not going to play. Their wide receiver room is incredible. Diggs, Hopkins, Lockett. Getting good production out of Fryermuth. I think he's more, what, 24, 25 points a game probably lately. And the defensive players are pretty solid. Um, but... This is a team that its strength is that quarterback room and that wide receiver room. And I think to win these leagues, that's where it starts. Look at the wide receivers and look at the quarterbacks, unless you pair two studs at running back, which most teams don't have. Yeah. Let's face it, two studs meaning that catch the ball. Yeah, and with uh, going on the quarterback, when you get over to Zach Wilson, he also washes out Joe Burrow by having him himself. But he also has Jalen Hurts, which, uh, I mean, he's been killing it this year. Top five quarterback. Jalen Hurts is an absolute game changer. I love Isaiah Pacheco. Devin Singletary, though, ugh, that that one's a tough swallow ETN's for me. On, I don't like that. ETN's going in. Yeah. He's not going to mess around with that. I, I, know I wouldn't think so Kirk, either. Kearney's going to put ETN there and not even look back. And and ETN's going to get his against the Titans. Even though Titans' strength is stopping the run, ETN's going to catch some balls. Yeah. He's going to have a good game. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is his only option uh, at wide receiver besides his starters. And the, I mean, it's a coin flip between him and Jamison Williams. I get the thinking. Uh, Watson looked horrible this past game, and Jamison Williams going in in what should be a shootout with Minnesota. To the wire. Yeah. It's- Go to the wire. <laughs> Do not start Jamison Williams. Brian, if you're my friend, you will not start <laughs> Jamison Williams, and you will look for better than Donovan Peoples-Jones. I know you will. Okay. 
There you go, Brian. I mean, it's, if you're it's unfortunate. Michael Pittman or Chris Olave. It would have been Chris Olave. Yes. And it would have been tremendous. I mean, he has an advantage of quarterback. If he didn't have Jalen Hurts, he would be blocking um, Becker. He could start Joe Burrow and Goff. But because he has Hurts, man, that huge upside play, that could be a huge difference there. You take advantage of that he's matchup. De- he's at a disadvantage at running back, huge disadvantage at running back. At wide receiver, it's pretty close if he can find something decent at the third spot. It's not like Becker is going to completely blow him out at wide receiver. Mm-mm. I mean, we're looking at Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson on his side. Yep. At tight end, would you rather have Hawkinson at the Lions? Hashtag revenge game. Yes, he's going to go off. Yes, he's going to catch at least five balls. Yes, he's going to give you at least 25-point floor. Can you say that about Friar Muth week in, week out? No. Okay. This is going to be interesting. Go to the wire. Get rid of Jameson Williams, please. Yeah, same okay. on Greg With Rousseau. With all that being said, who you got? No, oh, Becker. Easy. Sorry, Easy. Brian. Yeah, I am going uh, Becker, Becker to take this one. He, uh, it's a running back room. Yeah, it's Kearney's going to need some real, all right. real help. I'm going with Kearney. Oh, Is the that because contrarian you like over yeah. there. I'm actually going to stick with the group here and go with the no-talent-ass clowns. All right. right. That it was the right decision. Good job, Josh. <laughs> Got to get one right. <laughs> okay, here we go, guys, with the last matchup of this week, and that is going to be Paul O'Sullivan, Team Knockout, versus Steve Vega, the United States of Trejo. I cannot wait to talk about this one. Okay, uh, Wielden has been waiting all night for his moment, and now we're going to let him have the mic. Ready? Go. go. All right, man. I love my boy Paul, but I have to tell you, whenever I look through these matchups, um, Trejo was the uh, last one that I got to, and it just jumped off the page at me. I said, not only is Trejo going to win against Paul, knockout Kings, but he's going to win the whole damn tournament. Wow. Mark my words, Trejo is going to be the winner. Really? Absolutely. Planting your flag right here, right, right now? Right here, right now. Okay. Occasions, honestly, three weeks ago, the podcast wasn't released to the group, but you guys can vouch for me. I had Becker... No Town Ascounts and Trejo as the two best teams to go all the way. And I don't feel any different looking at this. I totally agree. He traded away James, I'm sorry, Jamar Chase right before he got hurt to get Patrick Mahomes. What a huge move. Yeah. Huge move. His quarterback room is amazing. Jalen Hurts and Mahomes. He yeah. blocks Mahomes on the other side. He has someone to go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. His running back room is superior to Paul's. It's not even close. Yeah, You can't even debate it. Austin Eckler and Josh Jacobs, are you kidding me? With Joe Mixon on the bench. On the bench. With Joe Mixon on the bench. Mistake you made, Trails. You didn't get rid of one of them. I'm just saying. I would have traded one of them. That's just me. I would have rolled the dice. I would have gone for it all. Um, wide receiver room, Mari Cooper, been money up until last week when Deshaun Watson showed up. Is it a home game or is it an away game? Oh, God. They're at the Bengals. It's an away game. Yep. The splits are bad for Amari away. I mean, Jalen Waddle, as long as he's healthy against the Chargers. Actually, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of contradict you on that one. Jalen Waddle over the last month is the uh, wide receiver right. number 53. I was going to get to that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, even without the injury, I know the Chargers are a sieve on defense, but I would be a little bit nervous. I I actually like his bench. I love Jacoby Myers this week. The Cardinals are horrible. I th- That is one of my guys. I would actually start him. I would actually start him now. You're going to skip over Devontae Smith? I am not going to skip over Devontae Smith. Okay, I would have curious. Smith over Jalen Waddle, but I wouldn't even have to make that decision because Olave's on a bye. 
that's where Jacoby Myers slots in. So you're throwing both of those guys in there. Yeah, Corlin Sutton is not going to be healthy enough. He'd probably have to wait till the. Here's the problem: if he doesn't go out until right before game time, he's not going to be able to get anyone useful. Mm -hmm. So he's probably just going to have to bite the bullet on Sutton and just leave him on the lineup. Um, I don't see a tight end in his starting lineup, and I see Cole Komet on a bye. So I I hate to think what's out there on the waivers. There's probably not a whole lot. That was a tough division. Granderson. Who, who, who has Trejo in their division here? No one. None of you guys are in Trejo's division? That was division? with Mill Iron. Gosh, I would love to see his waiver wire because that's, that's a glaring hole. He Massive. needs to have something there. Um, I will say this about the wide receiver room because you are right. Waddle over the past five, six weeks has been wide receiver 50-plus. Yeah. It hasn't been good. However... I am going to keep Jalen Waddle in my lineup. I'm going to obviously take Olave out, and I'm going to bench Amari Cooper. I'm not starting Amari Cooper at the Bengals. I don't like his road splits. He's been terrible. I'm going to move Devontae Smith into the lineup, and Jacoby Myers is the next man up. But he's he's my wide receiver three there. But I definitely put in Devontae Smith, who's had like a 35% target share, a greater target share than A.J. Brown over the past four weeks. He gets a ton of looks. He gets a ton of catches. And we don't care if you get, you know, 40 yards. As long as you get eight catches. That's what this league is all about. This league has nothing to do with yardage. It has to do with how many times you get the ball thrown to you, how many times you catch it. Well, Devontae Smith is that dude. Are you looking up the waiver wire? It's not good. Uh, No, it's almost annoying. Uh, Sitting out there on waivers, waiting to be picked up, plucked off the tree, juicy and ripe. Greg Dulcich. Oh, my God. You grab him because you you Yeah, you heard me right. Greg Dulcich. Greg Dulcich. You could just... Plug wow. him in to start and uh, Trejo. Trejo. Yeah, if <laughs> Trejo, Trejo. He called me yesterday. I talked to him on the phone. Okay. He's getting a call from me later. I'm going to be like, yeah. please. Yeah. Please. Hey, uh, before we move off of this, um, I just get, I have to give a free plug to Paul, even though I picked Trejo to win this game and win the whole competition. Um, Paul actually is a DJ, Knockout Productions. He DJed for Vinny's daughter's 16th birthday. I expected great, and he killed it. So yes, shout out to Paul Knockout Productions. DJ if you Knockout, need a DJ, baby. you gotta you gotta hire this Paul, guy. Paul, I love you, bro. I just think you're gonna run into a brick wall here. Mm. I, I I just got a feeling if you were running into someone that didn't have such a good quarterback room as well, you definitely would have a huge edge over people. But you ran into the guy who happens to go toe to toe with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Yep, I mean, for sure, it, it makes a difference. He, although Paul does have a slight edge in the wide receiver room. Yeah, and he he also has the edge at defense with Dallas uh, Tampa for Trejo. You you need to uh, hit the waiver wire for that as well. But Greg Dulcich should be your first, your second, and your third priority picks. And Legereus Sneed needs to go into your line. Legereus Sneed has been the number one all quarterback. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's – I mean, I know Marlon Humphrey is good. He hasn't set a lineup yet. He, He always sets a lineup. He does. So he, he, I'm sure he already has his moves mapped out, but probably he knows what to do. Okay. He knows what to do. All right, we're going to take our next commercial break. Guys, we will be right back. And welcome back to Championship Formula. Coming back from live from West Melbourne, and we have a special guest for yeah, this yeah, last yeah. segment. Only one story in the building. <laughs> we got SS Lance sitting with us. Oh. The, Lowest point scored of any playoff team, and he just wants everyone to know he's here to take the trophy. I am. The trophy is already mine, um, according to myself. Okay. All right. <laughs> just go ahead and hand it over to him. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yes. what I'm going to do. I, don't don't yeah. I, actually, I actually don't even believe there's a trophy in this league. It's just cash. <laughs> yeah. Just. I heard there's a trophy wife, but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> that was last year. Oh. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, yes. By the way, full disclaimer, how's the wife handling it? She's still curled up in a ball. 
Yes. Oh, seven and six. Yep. Yeah, she is. We we don't talk about that. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> yeah, Cooper we don't Cup. Talk. Did you return the dog after the season? Um, I tried to. Um, I tried to drown the dog, oh, and uh, yeah, I know yeah, he's still with us. He's okay. still with us. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And that was that was a joke. Again, we love Cooper. This is probably the coolest white guy thing I've done in a long time. Here we time. go. This is Here right up go. there with paying the mortgage. <laughs> Here getting the meds you know when you have to go to cvs after you get your meds and it's like yes i feel extremely white like the sort of reek is totally out of me right now nice i love it i love it all right back to jacoby percent okay <laughs> all right so guys on this last segment here what we're going to do is we are going to do a real quick rundown for all the degents out there all the gamblers that are wanting to do a few bets we're looking at week 14 and we're going to start off with the las vegas raiders at the Rams. Raiders are favored by five and a half. 43 is the over-under. Um, I'll start it off. I think it's an easy win for Las Vegas. They're, they're white hot right now. I don't see anything slowing them down. The Rams really wanted that game last week. I don't know if anyone else watched it. Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey were, were so pissed on the sideline. They were really trying to amp up the defense. Unfortunately, it didn't matter. They still lost. Um, I think this is going to be almost a bit of a letdown game. It was close last week. This week, I think those emotions are coming back down. I do think they get wild pretty good. Uh, Baker Mayfield will not be saving the day. Josh, any takes? No, I think you pretty much nailed that right where it needs to be. Okay. Hold on. So, what are you thinking, though? Take the Rams, I mean, the, the Raiders at the five point? Nope. I say take the Raiders to cover. I, th- I feel the Raiders I are going to cover like this. I like the under on the 43, though. Okay. There we nice. go. Everyone listening, under on the 43, so saith the Lance. Well, I'm going to second that. I think there's two great ways to bet this game. The under is 18-8 and eight when it is in SoFi Stadium in the Rams' last 26 games. That's 70% of the time the under hits. I do think the Raiders win. I think they cover. But if you're not sure, tease the game. Go ahead and take the Lake, the Vegas spread. I think, what is it, six? Yeah. Right. Right now it's six. Te- opened te- at five te- and a half. Tease it down six points. Take the over-under, raise it up six points. You're going to hit that. It, it, it's an easy win on both sides. Okay. There's the easy one. Wait, right. I, got, I got it. Come All on, right. man. All right. I'm a we got a Raiders fan, fan so we ha- he has to talk. It I've, wasn't I've watched, a fumble. Hit it. I've watched every single Raiders game since DirecTV's NFL ticket came out. That's no lie. That I was 1991. I have, <laughs> and I have um, refused to pick my parents up when they wanted to come visit me. If Left them at was, the airport. If it was during a Raiders wow. game. Yeah. Who was the, who was who the quarterback the first fun. time you watched the Raiders on uh, – NFL ticket. Rich Gannon. Oh, no. Oh, on, on, on the ticket. Okay, well, I was yeah. watching him back on antennas before the NFL ticket came out. Right. And that was um, uh, Kenny Stabler. Okay. Wow. That's Kenny how Stabler. Oh, yeah. That's a big Jim Plunkett fan. Jim Plunkett, uh, actually, yeah. Jim Plunkett. Yeah, but anyway, uh, to the game. I can tell you guys I've never missed a game. And um, I, somehow I I'm think... I'm a that, huge Raiders fan, too, because I'm a Patriots fan. Thank you for oh, the start of the Oh, dynasty. my gosh. It wasn't a fumble. It was a fumble. <laughs> it was, Everybody it was knows a fumble. It. It's, it's in the rule book. I don't know if you... <laughs> i never seen a play affect 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you, it looks like we're finally clicking, man. It's been a very right. annoying year for me, um, but everything's starting to play out. I can tell you, I sent a direct message to Derek Carr because I follow him on Instagram, and I told him, hey, man, listen, it looks like you're just not, like, you're holding on the ball too long. You're not, like, getting out of your progressions and throwing it away like you used to. And I can tell you, last week, 
I know he didn't read my direct message, but last week he looked like he used to look, going through his progressions and getting the ball out of your hand. He definitely read your message, man. Yeah, almost. I, I, I can see you, a direct do you correlation. Have an all white Raiders tracksuit, though, because that would be a real <laughs> oh Raiders God. fan. You can get me that for Christmas. Yeah. No, no. Absolutely. No. Now I'm back. Go back to the Puerto Rican again. Okay. <laughs> hey, the Raiders, don't look now. They have an outside shot to make this a wild card as the Chargers and the Patriots continue to Chargers throw up on shitty. themselves. Yeah. They are throwing up on themselves. The Raiders are 5 and 7. After this game, should be 6 and 7. They are going to be in the thick of things, and Josh McDaniels has turned this thing around. They are clicking. Yep. Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr. They're going to get Darren Waller back. They've been good on defense. They yeah. have a shitload of sacks, man. Yeah. I mean, they are playing well. Go Raiders. Right Raiders. All right. So, next game up on the slate is going to be Jacksonville at Tennessee. Tennessee favored by a lowly 3.5 points, and 41.5 is the over under. Um, I actually thought Tennessee was going to be favored by a little bit more, but diving into it, um, I guess that sounds about right. Traylon Burks probably going to be out. It was not a little concussion. He was knocked out cold. Uh, realistically now with new rules in place and the whole Tua situation at the beginning of the year, uh, it, it will forever change football as we know it with, when it comes to concussions. If you're knocked out, realistically, you're going to miss the next game. So I do think that has a drastic effect on the team. A.J. Brown sorely missed. There are no wide receivers to speak of. Please do not talk to me about Robert Woods. Um, Eddian's probably going to be solid in this game along with Kirk. Go ahead and feel comfortable with T-Law, Zay Jones. If you're doing your prize picks, those, those guys should be doing very well this game. I do realize Tennessee is one of the best teams, if not the best team, against the run. I don't think it's going to matter. Eddian will catch balls out of the backfield. Um, and I do think t t Ryan Tannehill is okay. Derrick Henry continues to make me nervous when he's not running routes in the pass game. He is very ineffective in the run game. I'm not sure why they continue to do that, but someone help me out. Anyone else seeing it differently? I, well, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lance. This looks like a three at the bar. I just bypass on it. Okay. Skipping that one. <laughs> I think oh, in the case of Tennessee and Derrick Henry – I think this is going to be the start of a great playoff run for Derrick Henry. His schedule softens up immensely and it starts now. I think he's going to have a great game at Jasville. Whether or not he catches balls, I, I just see him going on a tear here yardage-wise. As far as betting the game, Jacksonville is seven of its last 13 games against AFC as an underdog. They, they tend to show up for these games. It's in division. Um, I'd probably lean to take the three and a half because Tennessee Titans secondary is so terrible. They okay. cannot stop a nosebleed in the secondary. And the one thing Jacksonville can do, they can throw the ball around a little bit. Yeah, for they, sure. Definitely, especially Travis the ball. Henry out of the back out of the backfield, he's going to catch a lot of balls. This is a team that can be pretty dynamic. I know they didn't show up against Detroit, but believe it or not, Tennessee is actually just as bad as Detroit. They're going to have a second opportunity to get on track with the passing game, and I think they do it. Yeah, I agree. I do think Jacksonville is going to take this one. Uh, it is going to be close. I would be happy with the three and a half points. All right, on to the next game. And here comes my first fishy line of the week. Ooh. Vegas. Vegas is begging you, begging you to take. I already know what it is. You yeah. do, yeah. right? Say it. I bet. Say it. Say it. They're begging you to take Buffalo over the New York Jets. No, this is Minnesota at Detroit. Oh, okay. oh goofus. Damn. So Detroit is favored by a point. Detroit is favored by one point at home. Minnesota is in first place by a wide margin. They have 10 wins on the year. You're telling me that if Minnesota's at home, they're only getting two points against the Lions? I'm sorry. I am not buying it. I think they're 
begging everyone to take Minnesota to cover by a point. I'm going the other way. I say Detroit wins this outright. Detroit, home win, at home. They're healthy. They're taking this game. You're saying it opened up at a point? Oh, I'm sorry, it's currently a I'm point, I'm showing rather? two and a half on my side. Yeah, that's right. Detroit favored by two and a half? It currently no way. It opened, you said. At a point. Detroit opened right. at a point. Which means there is heavy money then pouring in on Minnesota, and everyone's taking the bait. Minnesota has a terrible secondary, man. They have a, I mean, putrid. They can't stop anybody. And the one thing I know about Detroit, they can score on anybody. This is going to be fireworks, and I agree. I can see the Lions winning this outright. And don't look now, they're 5-7. and seven. Yep. I'm just saying, this game is huge. Get to 6-7, and seven, and now we're having a real cool conversation about, wow, do they have a chance to sneak in? Probably sure. not. Might be a little late in the season. But Detroit's going to score on them. Make no mistake. Yeah. Amon Ra is going to go nuts. Yeah, and sneaky start for me, Adam Thielen. No joke. I That's think in this sneaky. game. Yeah, absolutely. In Detroit, the average game is over 60 points when they're in that dome. Wow. Um, Adam Thielen gets in for a touchdown. May not have a high catch rate. Might only get three or four catches, but I'd almost guarantee a TD. Any uh, opposition here on this one? No, I like the over at um, 52 and a half, so I think it's going to be wow. a shootout. So okay. I think that 60 points holds up. Okay. Minnesota is the I, I, weakest ten and two team I've ever seen. I would say this though, just to combat what you just said, the team is ten and two. That means they're winning. That means that they've got something in the locker room that's keeping them together. That they're winning ball games. Detroit though, I love the the feistiness that they have. Again, I do too. Um, sometimes when you get two explosive offenses, the over is not the way to go. Okay, so there we go. We got the lone wolf out there taking the under. And on to the next game. We got the Houston Texans visiting right across the street to the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is favored by 1.7 million points in this one <laughs> yes. uh, with an over-under of 45. That's 17 points. I know that the Texans are horrible, but... Come on, this is the NFL, man. It, it is. These are grown-ass men on this team. These are the best athletes the country can offer for the NFL. Sounds great, Mike. Sounds great. <laughs> no real. one cares. That's Two episodes ago, we had a situation with Miami playing Houston, and I said, is anyone going to swallow the points? And we I all said, said no. Miami is going to boat race them. And for most part of the game, they boat race the hell out of them. Did what they Houston went by? Cover? 15. 15. Right. 15 and, to 30. it was a 14. It was a 14. I'm going to ask again. Anyone brave enough to swallow the 17? Actually, I'm going to pass on this game. I'm not going to take right. a chance that... They just give up. That they, they don't have to give up, but why are they running up the score? Unless the defense is going to start chiming in with a few points, uh, I can see Pollard. I can see Zeke it's getting like their a, points. A, a bi week light is what that's going to be. I mean, be. it was go. 46 points against Indianapolis, yeah. and Dallas yeah, still was, ran their starters that, out there. Yeah, that game kind of ran away from Indy, though, because they played tough. For, a few for three quarters, quarters yeah. yeah. Yeah, for three quarters. The, they sure quarters, did. the wheels yeah. fell off. The, that was all off. thanks to Jeff Saturday, by the way. The players all texted afterwards said, Jeff Saturday is the greatest. Yeah, when he, <laughs> when, I liked him when he was a little heavier. <laughs> Me too. He looks so skinny over there. Man. Looks like it, a deflated it, a, balloon. It, I, he is a great guy, though. <laughs> yeah. Over under 45. Do you um, trust Dallas to do it all on their own? Because it kind of sounds like that's what we're expecting. I'm not betting that. You're not betting the over? No, I'll absolutely take the under on right. that. I don't know that Houston puts up double digits. Yeah. Seven points. You could see like no, 24 it, to 7. Or I actually can see Dallas's defense game. getting at least 10. Okay. Yeah. I can right. see a pick yeah. six. I, I can see, see a enough. fumble and a, and, a, and a field goal. I could see. Oh, yeah. 
But do you get to 45 points combined? No, that's, that's a lot question. of points. That's yeah. what we're asking. And I just don't see Houston contributing. That's the problem. No. So you're going to need 40 from Dallas. That's, Dallas yeah. that's the problem. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they I just don't see it happening. Like at some point, yeah, they're going to be like, you know what? That. Enough is enough. Yeah, just remember last week, Dak Prescott only threw for 178 yards. Dallas wasn't stomping on anyone's throat. It was the defense coming through. Are they even going to have to do that this week? I think Dallas is going to blast off for the next few weeks and falter. Okay. That's usually their MO. Yeah. I agree. All right. Next game on the slate is going to be Eagles at the Giants. Uh, Eagles are favored. Well, they opened at 6.5, and and the over-under is going to be 44.5. Eagles coming off an an impressive route of those reeling Titans, the aforementioned Titans. Uh, Mr. Raider, what do you got for me on this one? I like the over in this one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can see this thing becoming like a, you know, a, a score fest, actually. Okay. This game's at MetLife Stadium, okay? It's a division game. It's two teams that know each other. Giants were fortunate to get a tie because if they don't, they lose to Washington. Now they play Philly and they get Washington again. This game now is so pivotal in, in advance to Washington. I told you before, I'll say it again. I trust Dable to find ways to score points when they shouldn't. The Philly defense is amazing. But something tells me the Giants are going to be in this game. Do they win outright? I don't know. But I like the seven. I love the seven. I, you know, there's not. It's I'm, re- I'm on Vinny's side right now. Like, I totally. I actually wouldn't be shocked if the Giants just went outright. Man, I, uh, that sounds crazy. It, it, listen, I'll it tell does. you what. If it you does. believe that and, and and you believe in your heart of hearts that they can do that, pays out pretty nice. For every hundred you put up, you get about bet that money line. Yeah, that's a, that's a strong for money sure. line. I mean, if you really believe it, you got the conviction. I say this: if you believe them to win. I'm just With not sold seven. on Philly yet. I, I just that Jalen Hurts can't control that whole offense every week. And I know you I mean he's doing it, but I mean this week he may not have to. The Giants give up over five yards a carry on the ground. Miles Sanders is gonna be a great start this week. Um Honestly, you should be starting just about everyone in this game. Yeah. Bellinger, Slayton, Barkley, everyone for Philadelphia. I would like the over on this. I do feel that the Eagles cover. I'm going to give you a couple nuggets so that might Eagles make you change your seven. mind. Might, might. All right. Okay. Six and a half. I think the New York defense is a lot better than you might think. I think they've shown they can stop people. Um, they're not flashy when they do it like the Eagles do it. The under is 9-1 and one in Philly's last 10 road games when the under is between 43 and 47, which qualifies here. That's a lot of numbers. On, on the flip side, the under is 25-6 and six on the Giants' side in their last 33 Sundays. I'm just saying, the under's not a bad play here. It looks, you would think, oh, the over, man. These two teams should score some points. I got a feeling this is going to be a little bit more of a slugfest. They keep it close. Giants cover the seven, but the under hits. I'd say it's, I could see like a 21 17 type finish. Right. So you like the under as well? In division. In division. Yeah. Yeah. A sloppy game at MetLife. They got to they gotta rough it up, man. Okay. They got to play nasty. Get a personal foul. Let them know, hey, it ain't your day, dude. Okay. You're not running over us. All right. Well, here we go on to the next game, and it's going to be Cleveland at Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm trying to. For some reason, that is not worth There we go. Cincinnati opened at six-point favorites. 47 is the over-under. Um, I think we all witnessed a rusty, rusty Deshaun Watson we this past it. week. We called it last week. Actually, I, I think it was really just why. the nation. The nation absolutely nailed it on the head. His circle of bust last week was Deshaun Watson. He absolutely crushed that one. What do you think? Does he come back this week any better? You, you know, I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns. They're five and seven. Just like the Raiders, they are one win away to getting into the playoff picture. 
I mean, that's the reality here, where people are going to discuss, hey, could they sneak in if they went out? This is a huge opportunity for Watson to change the narrative, because right now we're all down on him. I, me included. I don't think he turns it around this week. I think he's going to struggle against Cincinnati. Yeah. Agreed. I, I mean, yeah. but if there was ever a chance for you to rewrite your stars, Deshaun, this is the time. You want you want to be beloved by Cleveland quick? Win this game. Get yourself to 6-7. and seven, And now you're in play to get to 500. And now you might have a chance to sneak in. You just never know. But it's a tall task. I wouldn't touch this game. I wouldn't bet it. I don't like the over-under number. I see 47. I don't even like the spread, to be honest with you. I, I wow. just won't, I do not want to touch this game. Okay. Since he turned the corner about three weeks ago, I, I see them rolling again. Um, you taking the points? I do think they cover, but... I. I do think they cover, but I'm thinking with Vinny, it's it's hesitant enough to where I'm probably going to stay away from this game and probably not bet. I would stay you know away with it. I would stay away with it as well. I would say this though, uh, since he's coming off that big big win, so I could see this being a let down, kind of a, a let down, down a little game. bit of a letdown. And you just brought up a, a bunch with Deshaun Watson. Let's not get it twisted. He is a star. So can he refurbish himself? This week, I think this would be the week for him to do it. He, he's a star, no doubt. I love Deshaun. Not no one just loves on Deshaun the field. Let's me. see, let's see right. if he can get back. Because what does Americans love? That comeback story. That, that so, redemption story. Yep. I get it. I was going to say pizza, but... <laughs> that too. That too. Yeah. We, love we can pizza. tell. We can tell. <laughs> I mean, Deshaun, it's not, I'm not questioning the talent. Deshaun's awesome. To me, Deshaun is a top five quarterback when he's right. But he hasn't played professional football in 16 months. And he looked lost in that right. interview. He looked lost. In yeah. the game against Houston, and in preseason, he looked terrible. Yeah, he needs a little time to come back. These are human yeah. beings, man. He hasn't had live action in a long time, and I'm not talking about the masseuse. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about that he hasn't had live action, NFL action, until last week against Houston. Is that it what's matters. going on with Brady? Just not enough live action. Just, Just keep talking about Brady. We're gonna end this podcast. <laughs> Leave my man alone, man. <laughs> All right. He so, just gets his he gets his fingers massaged. <laughs> Seven <yes>. of them. <laughs> All right. Next game on the slate, we're gonna have the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Josh, have you already looked at the line on this one? Ooh, this is a yeah, damn it. Game. At it right All right. Now. This is so here we go. Game. We're gonna ask our special guest. The Baltimore Ravens going to see the Steelers. What do you think the point spread is going to be? I would say going to the Steelers. They are going to the Steelers, and there I is a good ba- chance Baltimore Lamar Jackson. will be up by 2.5. You got the number right. But it's they, Pittsburgh? They are actually favoring Pittsburgh. Last week, they did not have any seriously fishy lines. Folks, I am going to tell you right now, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah, that is Pittsburgh bullshit. Pittsburgh being favored by three is absolutely ridiculous. There is no reason. Can we give it up on to last Mike Tomlin, though? And I'm a, I hate the Steelers, but to have that team right now, what are they, five and seven? Five that and is seven. pretty impressive, yep. in, my, in my opinion. I think Ravens are trending down, okay? Steelers are trending up. Yep. With TJ Watt in the lineup, that is actually a legit by the top numbers, five top defense. Top five defense. Yep. This is a different team. When TJ Watt's out of the lineup, they are trash. Yep. This is another team of five and seven. When this game gets to six and seven, they start I, muddying the picture. The Chargers are throwing up on themselves, man. And the Patriots, my Patriots, 
Your Patriots? We're our Patriots. Our Patriots. Our you Patriots. better get that. But God, get they're that. holding hands, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Hold my hand. God. But they are, they, they, they are throwing oh, up on themselves, Lance. I mean, hey, let's let's call it what it is. We, we're, we're struggling as well. Yeah. This is a game for the Steelers to get one game to 500, considering everything they've gone through, changing quarterbacks, bringing in Mitch Trubisky, going to pick it, watching Najee struggle, the offensive line not being able to block or pass protect, Deontay Johnson getting 49,000 targets and doing nothing with them. What I mean, have they won? What's their record in the last four games, by the way? In their last four? Yeah. What are they, 3-1? and one? Yeah, I think they're about 3-1. and one. That is just yeah. amazing. Kudos again to Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Well, on this one, I am going to take Pittsburgh to cover that three points. I'm not sure what it's going to be when the game starts, but That's three a tough points. Game. Pittsburgh outright, guys. Pittsburgh yep. outright. If you like, right. The, right now, I think it's two and a half. If you like them, take them. Money line minus 150. All right, next game up on the slate is going to be the Jets at the Bills. Bills favored by 9.5, 45s, the over-under. Nope. And that was the opening line. What is Hashtag the line now? Revenge. No, no, I was giving you a thumbs down. I don't think Buffalo's going to cover that. I don't, okay. I, I like don't the either. Jets' defense. Uh, Buffalo's offense is does have some uh, potential, but not against the Jets. I don't think it's going to happen. It's right. going to be okay. probably within seven points, I'd say. Okay. I agree. Um, yeah. I, the only thing I would bet on this game is absolutely the under. The only thing I'm going to take is I can't. I have a hard time envisioning anything over 40. So the, this is going to be a defensive match. Um, go ahead and put that in for my lock of the week. Ooh, We're going to take we the got under. A lock of the lock week. Of the week is going to oh, be under damn, the 45. Oh shit! We're locking shit down. Lock of the week. Where is this game? It is in Buffalo. It's in Buffalo. It's the lock of the Outdoor, week. Outdoor, it's going to be 37 degrees. With about five feet of snow. You know what? It's you love the, the under. I love the Jets and the points. Tease it. Get plus 15 Ooh, and a half on the there. Jets. Damn, we're locking Take it teasing. to 50. There you <laughs> go. Take the 50, take the under. Yeah. I mean, I think Buffalo's going to win this game. I just agree with Josh. They ain't covering nine and a half. Yeah. But they're going to get right. They owed the Jets for what the Jets did to them last time. You think those guys forgot? That Jets defense is You sick. think they forgot? And I, and Buffalo I, didn't I, forget. Yeah. Buffalo didn't forget. And right now, they are currently the, the one, one seed, seed in the AFC. Yes, yeah. They're not wow. giving it up to the Jets in Buffalo. No way, Jose. I won't take the points. I'm a big pussy. I can't swallow nine and a half. Well, <laughs> get it? Okay. Anyways, only, only a couple guys got it. The ones that did. How would he know that? You're right. Yeah. How would Dude, they know that? Try? I did when the did joke. I said the joke, man. <laughs> take the take the teaser. Jets okay. plus all the points. Take you the under on the fifty. You just tease. I would never tease you, man. Dude, I'm gonna be looking up, up on Pornhub for Call me later. All, right. all right. So <laughs> next game up on the slate is gonna be the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. Another nine and a half point spread uh the over under on this one a little bit light at 42 and a half for the over under um i think we're gonna go ahead and start with with oh with lance yeah i'm raising my hand i have a weird feeling on this game russell wilson has sucked it up all season he will continue to you is he i haven't watched one bit but i just see the stat line do you think he's got something just because of the other quarterback across the field that he might just do something a little bit special. I'll say this. I think in the other games he's played, there was a quarterback on the other side of the field. I, I and get he it. sucked ass it, every game. Homes. Hackett is going to be outcoached from the start to the finish of this game, and it's not even going to be close. Andy okay. Reid is going to just 
put them down really it. quick. I love it. I, okay. I was, I was just throwing it out there. Yeah. Because I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan until this year. I Let's was. ride. Just not this time. No. The one guy that's going to eat is Greg Dulcich for the Broncos, but this is on one occasion. Oh, I, I thought would... he was playing the Kansas City Royals. I forgot he's still playing quarterback. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I just there backdoored into that. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 It's not the Rockies versus the Royals. My bad. Current, current line is Kansas City minus nine and a half. This is one of those occasions I take that. I, I like Kansas City to cover the nine and a half. They'll okay. keep it close at the beginning. The defense will make it respectable. Mahomes is coming off a loss to Joe Burrow, his contemporary. That didn't sit well. After the game, Joe Burrow hands up saying, give it to me, give it to me. He's got swag. He's got Kelsey did not play a good game. Cincinnati wrapped on Drop one at midfield. Right. You don't think those guys are pissed off? Well, guess who they're going to take it out on? The 3-9 and nine Denver Broncos. Yeah. It is on. Kansas City minus 9.5. I don't need to tease it. I don't need help. Okay. I love this spot. I do right. too. And by the way, he did say he could cover a nine and a half this time. Okay, good. Hey. And next game up on the slate is going to be the Carolina Panthers visiting the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's getting three and a half over under at 43 and a half. Um, no, what is the over under now? 43 and a half is what I see. What do you got? Okay. No, no, I, I'm, I didn't see anything different. I I just don't see where the points are going to come from, especially on the Carolina side. Yeah. Totally I don't know. I, I trust Sam Darnold to get something in, in, through the air with DJ Moore. I think you like DJ Moore when we were discussing the teams. I can yeah. see them getting maybe, I don't know, 14 to 17 points. I, it's not a ton, but, you know, Seattle has been really good, but they've been susceptible to go into some offensive lulls on occasion. The no. question is, can Carolina stop them enough to make this a game? I don't no. think so. Seattle knows this is so important because the schedule tightens up so much after this. they got to play San Fran again, I think. Do they have another date with the Rams? I think they have another date with the Cardinals, perhaps. I have to look at the schedule. But I know it gets tougher. I remember seeing it. I'm like, man, they better win this, this game right here. In Seattle. It's in Seattle. It's in Seattle, yeah. I see like 31 to 17. 31-17. Okay. That's 48 points. The over would hit in that scenario. Yeah, Geno Smith, I'd like to see what the stats are. I did not look that up on what he is on the over. but He was a first-round draft pick. The over is 12-4 and four in Seattle's last Yes, by the games. Jets. By the Jets. Yeah, let's yeah. not forget that. Yeah. Listen, the over is 12-4 and four in Seattle's last 16 games. Okay, there you go. I think there'll be some points here. All right, we got three games left. We're going to get through those real quick. Next one up on the slate is going to be the fresh off a – Incredible win, Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to see the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers favored, opened at three and a half with a 39 point over under. Now, I'm going to, this wow. one, I, when I looked at the numbers, this one was pretty incredible uh, for the under. Tampa Bay right now on the season, 82% wow. on the under. San Francisco, 56%. On the under, add them together. It's a lot, and I and <laughs> a lot I say a lot of percents. This is I don't want to say it's a lock, but this is one where I do feel that Tom Brady during this game is really going to regret coming out of retirement. This is the game where he's they're going to lose. It's going to be bad, and he, he's going to regret coming back because of this game. Unfortunately, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. I think this is a showcase for 49ers fan. He'll be wearing the Niners uniform next year. He's going to leave Tampa and play there. Kyle Shanahan is sick of having guys that all they do is get hurt. It's a shame a 45-year-old man stays so healthy. And he no. puts puts these guys – I mean, his work ethic is amazing. His health is amazing. He would look great in a 49ers uniform. But it's not going to happen this week for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nope. Over-unders 37. I love the numbers you gave there, Mike. I can see this being a total slugfest. Tampa Bay's defense, despite the loss of Shaq, 
um, Barrett and all the cornerbacks and safeties being in and out of the, these games, they're holding teams to very low amount of points. For sure. The what the defense, despite the losses and the injuries, they are so good on defense still. Man, it's a low number. 37 is nothing. We're talking a game ending 20 to 17. Okay. That's very foreseeable, though. Right. Especially when you got uh, the backup, the backup, backup quarterback, or you got Ian Baker. Or no, no, Baker no, they didn't claim him. That's right. Claim Only him. one team claim claimed. Him. Rams claimed him. Yeah. Rams claimed him. So, I, yep. so here's what I would say. First of all, uh, I don't think Tom Brady is going to <laughs> not hate anything he's done his entire career. Right. So let's just get past that. And second of all, this is time Todd Bowles steps up. As the coach. Is he going to play one of the Let's positions? Let's see if that defense comes correct. you got a rookie quarterback in there. Got a third string. string. Let's see if that defense, and then and then allows Tom Brady to have one or two. I could see a 14, 13 game, right. 17, yeah. 14 game. Let's see if everything. everybody points to Tom Brady. It's not Tom Brady. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's see if that coach can put a defense together. To stop a third-string rookie quarterback, spoken like a true, yeah, spoken like a true Patriot fan, like your boy over there. We did it. <laughs> hey man, hey man. I Look, mean, not for nothing. I think we're all in agreement on one thing, though. Uh, take the under. All uh, of us. Uh, yeah, we might. I would just want to see. I think this is going to be a straight-up slugfest to see who wants it more: the San Francisco 49ers with a third-string quarterback, who to me was Super Bowl potential. Or the Tampa Bay saying we're gonna get this division scrappy and scrappy and scrappy. That that's why I see this game. I would just leave it alone and just enjoy the TV. Okay, I, I have a, I, I do have a way to bet this game that I think would be really great. Both defenses are very good. Slight edge to San Francisco. The offenses now that there's a third string quarterback. San Francisco has a great run game. Tampa Bay offense still has Tom Brady that's seen everything. There's nothing San Francisco is gonna throw at Tom Brady that he hasn't seen. It's going to be a close game. Tease it, man. At six points, let's take Tampa plus nine and a half. I'd feel really confident with nine and a half at San Fran. And then, you like the under? I do too at 43. Let's do it. Let's put it at 43 and take the under. I like it. All right, two games left. We got the Dolphins visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. Whoa. Fins by three. 51 is the over-under. Vegas is expecting a bit of a shootout. Keenan Allen coming on huge. Mike Williams might actually play in this. He needs to. Yes. Both teams off losses, but who needs it more? Yeah. The Chargers are throwing up on themselves, man. Go over. Over. He likes the over. I do too. I mean, the Chargers can't stop the run at all. Their secondary is really susceptible to everything, it seems like. I don't trust the Chargers' defense. And the Miami secondary is not good. Miami actually gives up 67% completion rate, second-worst touchdown ratio in the league. Wow. I didn't know there were stats like that. Yeah, injuries are huge for Miami this week. We need to check the status on the tackles before game time. Austin Jackson... And their left tackle that missed this past game, we need to make sure that one or both are going to play. Jalen Waddle, is he going to play? Those injuries are massive for Miami. All those guys miss, it could seriously affect their ability to score. But they do have Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson versus the Chargers and their horrible run defense, the worst in the league. They may not even need those to get the points. I'm a huge fan of the Dolphins this season. Said it since week one. I love the talent that they put together. Uh, but if Tua goes out, that team is screwed. Uh, agreed. This Chargers team, unfortunately, they're not going to be able to stop the run at all. Miami's going to have them on their heels all game. Run, run, play action, pass, quick. 
out with the with the ball with Tua. I think Miami's going to win this game. I think the Chargers continue to throw up on themselves. They need Mike Williams in the worst way. They roll out the slowest wide receiver crew in the NFL. Yeah. Facts. I love Keenan Allen. Yeah. But he's just, he's what 30. is he? At, yeah, at this point, he's, he's probably like running a 4 6 2. Yeah. And he's still a great receiver. But you yeah. need the big play guy on the other side to take the top off. Yeah. You get Mike Williams out there, Keenan in the slot, put Josh Palmer on side, bring DeAndre Carter in occasionally. Yeah. You got Austin Eckler. But they're not at full strength. Yeah. And For I sure. Need, you know. And they can't stop the run, man. How can I you know. be a playoff team and not stop the run? Not well. Ah. They're going to throw up on themselves. They are. All right, last game, Monday night game. We have the New England Patriots. Oh, boy. I can't All wait right, to hear this. Listeners, keep everything in check. We got some uh, real Patriots homers here. Visiting the Arizona Cardinals. First of all, This homers. is a pick em game. Pick em game, 43 and a half. We're just big fans of winning. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> You just said you really like the Dolphins this year, though. So that was, yeah. Eh, I, hey, you know what? I'm a big fan of winning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in this game, um, I actually love the Pats. I think the Pats win. Uh, I, I'm not going to say by a ton, but I do think they cover nicely. I actually like Mac Jones to be relevant in this game. I like Jacoby Myers in this game. Ramondre Stevenson has had a great season. He continues to roll. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, they were on bye last week, so he had a little extra time to go to the tanning bed. He should be very, he should be very refreshed. He's had, he had a couple extra mojitos. He should be really good and relaxed. That team will be ill prepared to handle the Patriots. Patriots handle them nicely. Um, I don't even look. Who's for, starting quarterback for the the Cardinals? That's still Kyler Murray. It, uh, okay. Yep. Shit. He's like Colt McCoy to me now. Like, it was Jake Plummer until last week. I fucking love Jake Plummer, dude. I loved him. Kurt Warner, baby. Yeah. Oh, oh my Jake God. Plummer, wait, Car- wait, Carson Palmer is not there anymore. That's right. Right, right, okay. right. Yeah. You're right. Matt Leiter actually was. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a great reference. God. Matt Leiter. Great reference. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I'm going to crown their ass. You crown their ass. <laughs> Oh my goodness! All right, anyone going against that? I th- I still think D Hop does well. Does anyone actually think the Cardinals can win at home? That East Coast to West Coast coast trip is right. no joke. I, I, and I love the Patriots, and I want them to win this game so bad. I never want to disrespect home dogs. This is going to be a field goal game. I don't think the Patriots blow them out and win. I think it comes down to a play here or there, and I think I trust the Patriots more to make that play. Arizona's not getting blown out, guys. The okay. Patriots secondary just can't stop good receivers. Okay. I don't know who they're going to put on DeAndre Hopkins. Who are they going to put on them? They yeah. don't got anybody. The, the guy they had went to go play for the Chargers and ruptured his Achilles, J.C. Jackson. Okay. So... You know, th- th- there's going to be some challenges for the Patriots. And the point that Cajun Raider made, East Coast to West Coast, that is a real thing. That is a real thing. If this game was in Gillette, Arizona's getting their asses handed to them. Do yeah. look for at least three passes over 25 yards from Mac Jones this week. By Bailey Zappi, maybe. really... Whatever. If he doesn't, he is going to scream at someone. I can actually see that. I can actually see that, I love that, Bailey Zappi. But I just Matt see, Jones me off. I see Bill Belichick actually challenging what Mac Jones said. And saying, you know what? Throw it over the top. Let's see what he's got. All right. Let's see what and then Patricia hopefully Cook, they steal DeAndre Hopkins at halftime so he actually has somebody to throw over the top to. I think there's something in the rules against that, but I'm rooting for you. Wait, it's the Patriots. Arizona is 12-22 and 22 <laughs> as a home dog. Okay, that's real. Okay, about half the time as a home dog they win. And then the over is 8-1 in New England's last nine games. Okay. Something to think about. All right. All righty, guys. Well, that is going to end it for tonight. 
Keep your eye out for our TikTok videos. And oh my all- gosh, you guys do TikTok too. This I love is, Lance. I, I love everything <laughs> I just participated in. You're gonna love the we TikTok love videos. Yeah, so look, you, look out for our TikTok videos. We'll give you hot takes, uh, up to the minute injuries, everything that you need to know for game time. So keep an eye out for you, and uh, look forward to talking to you again next week. Boom, 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 boom. I'll boom. let you know. Right. Then you can take that night. Last thanks a lot for joining minutes. us, bud. <laughs>